You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 102. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how life with less alcohol is more fun than you think. I work with high achievers who struggle to drink a glass of wine without it turning into two bottles. I'm the one they call when they want to take it or leave it. So if you want to change your relationship with alcohol that doesn't involve counting days sober, you're in the right place. Hi all and welcome back to the podcast. First, I have a little bit of news. Black Friday is coming up. I know, I know. Probably here, starting to hear about this from all places. But I am going to be offering something special this year. And if you resonate with my approach and you just want to get this done, now is the time to take action. Not just because you're going to get a deal on my pricing and who doesn't love a good bargain, but because this is the best time to go all in on yourself and to learn how to change your relationship with alcohol. Yes, this is really the best time of year to do that. In fact, I have a podcast coming out on that topic soon where I talk with a client who snapped up her Black Friday offer last year and this year she finds herself viewing the upcoming festive season in a whole new light and that could be you. You could even start looking at the holiday season for 2023 in a very different way. Now, there are limited spots available at the Black Friday price, and that's going to be on offer for a limited time as well. I'm going to be releasing details to my email list first. So if you're not on the list, now is the time to go and do that. Go to 90dayslater.co forward slash kickstart. That will put you on my list and it'll also give you a free gift as well. A kickstart guide to stop over drinking. So go and do that right away. Okay, so that was 90dayslater.co forward slash kickstart to get on my email list. All right, with that over, let's get on with today's show. And today we are going to be talking about obstacles. Firstly, what is an obstacle? You know me, I like a good definition, so I went ahead and looked it up. And there were a couple that stood out for me. Firstly, an obstacle is something that stands in the way of or holds up progress. Sounds pretty reasonable, right? Or another uh, definition I found was that which opposes or stands in the way, something that obstructs progress, a hindrance or obstruction. All right, now all of that, what's your reaction to all of that? Well, we tend to not like the idea of obstacles, think it's understandable, right? They hold us back. But as with many things on the podcast, I want you to take a look at obstacles in a different light. In doing that, let's first consider a journey you take regularly, right? When you're going from A to B, you likely know where the holdups and obstacles are going to occur. For me, when I think about driving around the M25, which is the ring road around London, I immediately think of Leatherhead and Junction 26 as being pinch points if I'm driving clockwise around the motorway. I don't even know actually the town 
of um, the name of the town at Junction 26. I just know that there's normally a hold up there because I used to get off at Junction 27. Now, this isn't written in stone, right? It's not something that there's always going to be obstacles there, but it's my experience. So when I think of a journey around the M25, I'm going to plan for this. I'm going to plan the time of day I travel. I'm going to be prepared for it, even if only in my mind's eye. I'm going to expect holdups at those two locations. And what happens is I don't get so cross if that does actually happen, right? Because I know where to expect the obstacles. Now consider that versus if I'm taking a journey that I don't do frequently. And the one that springs to mind was when I found myself driving around Manchester across to Leeds one morning and the traffic was super horrendous. And I told my husband and he said, well, what did you expect? But here's the deal. I had no experience of that journey beyond thinking it may be bad if it was in the rush hour. Yes, I could have planned more, but still I wouldn't have had the experience, my own lived experience to rely on to see how really awful it was, right? And the obstacles I encountered. It actually didn't look that far on the map. It didn't look that bad. And surely it couldn't be worse than London at rush hour, right? Wrong. So why am I spending time on this podcast talking about roads and journeys? Because I think we can learn so much from this. When we drive a journey frequently, we are in heavily conditioned behavior because, right, it gets to be a habit, just like your drinking is now a habit. We find ourselves drinking against our better instincts. We say yes when we want to say no, or even, as I used to experience, we pour the wine and we aren't even aware we're doing it. Those are all the characteristics of habits. But This is really good news when it comes to obstacles that we face, even the obstacles that we think are keeping us stuck. Because when we know our habits so well, we also know the obstacles there that are preventing us from changing the habit. We know those so well too. Even if that means that we think we're always going to fall apart or we're going to capitulate when we come up against these obstacles. It still means that we know where they are, what they are, what is happening. And that information is a beautiful thing because it gives us insight that we can use. It's information that is of huge, huge value. Now, I want you for the moment to distinguish between the actual obstacles themselves and how you usually react to them. As with everything, I do want this to be judgment free. Right, so here's the practical element of this podcast. You know me, I like to get down to common sense solutions. And today I'm going to teach you why obstacles in your drinking habit are no problem, why they're good news and how you can tackle them. So first I want you to grab a piece of paper or maybe even fire up a spreadsheet. That can be good for this. That's the corporate side to me coming out. Oh my, the number of spreadsheets I used to pour over in my former life. Anyhow, I want you to grab a sheet of paper and on that you want to draw a vertical line down the center or you want to set up a spreadsheet with two columns. On the left, you're going to title the left column obstacles and the one on the right, you're going to title strategies. First, we're going to write out the obstacles in the left-hand column. Now, you can choose to do this sort of in the large, right, for general life or for a specific event. I would recommend that to start with, you do this for a specific occasion because that feels like 
you know, something you can get your arms around. You can kind of understand what's going to happen and what the obstacles are going to be. So let's say you're going to go to dinner at a restaurant, at a fancy restaurant with your friends. And in going there, you don't want to overdrink. Maybe you don't want to drink at all. But whatever your goal, I want you to consider what might get in the way, right? What might your obstacles be? It could be, for instance, that Jenny always buys herself and you a champagne cocktail. You've been doing it for years. It's just one of those things, one of those almost traditions that you always do, even though you really don't want to do it anymore. Perhaps it's that the waiters will keep the wine topped up while you're at the table and that makes it really hard for you to know how much you've had. Maybe an obstacle is that your husband always orders a taxi for you so that you can both go out without worrying about drinking. If you say you no longer need the taxi because you're not going to drink, you're going to have thoughts about what he's thinking about you not drinking. (laughs) Perhaps another obstacle is that your friends will assume you're going to drink the same as usual, right? You're not going to tell them about this because and because you've known for being the centre of the party action, they're just going to expect that of you. They're going to expect you to be the one who drives the party. Another obstacle might be that you're going to feel left out and deprived as for sure you're going to want to drink more when you get there. Or perhaps your friend Sam will not take no for an answer, whatever you say. Perhaps she's very persuasive, right? It's going to be hard to do this, all of these things, or even a subsection of these all night. So I just want you to write all that out in the left column. And then I want you to go through each of these. And in the right-hand column, I want you to get curious about possible specific strategies. Now, if you are freaking out at this moment, right? Ah, don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that's what you're saying. I want, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to take one obstacle at a time. And I want you to be curious. And I want you to ask these three questions. Any one of these questions or all of these questions, you know, whatever works for you. How could I approach this situation, right? How could you approach the obstacle? How could I do this? What could I try? You don't have to have the answers. You can start with guesses. Yes, guesses. A guess is a wonderful thing. It's kind of like a stake in the ground, whether you're right or wrong, you're guessing at something, you're going to take action and you're going to learn. So here are some obstacles and strategies that I'm going to offer. It's kind of, this is like my Blue Peter moment. Here's one I prepared for you earlier. You can even write these out and borrow them and use them yourself if that helps. Okay, so the first obstacle is we always have two cocktails before dinner. A strategy might be to identify an alcohol-free cocktail you could have for the first one, right? So you just drink one alcoholic cocktail. That will require a little bit of prep work that you do ahead of going out. Another obstacle might be My friends are going to assume that I'm going to drink the same as usual, right? This speaks to the, you know, you being the party girl. A strategy could be to tell them in advance that you won't be drinking so much. Yes, shock, horror, right? You can just put, as my husband would say, put the horse in the bath. Just tell them ahead of time. 
Another obstacle might be I'm going to feel left out and deprived as I'm for sure going to want to drink more. Well, a strategy to that might be make a list of what you want to give and gain during the evening, right? Maybe you want to give your undivided attention to listening to your friends. Maybe what you want to gain is experience of going to this particular bar alcohol free, right? Just just ask what else is in it for me, right? What is in it for you that doesn't involve the alcohol? Another obstacle might be it's going to be so hard to do this all night. A strategy to resolve that is to have an exit plan in place. While I tell people and encourage people to always go towards temptation, I do not want you hiding away like a hermit in your home. That is not a way to deal with alcohol in real life because it is everywhere. That's one thing. But there's another, quite another to go to a party for six hours straight, right? So just go for an, you know, an hour or 90 minutes and have an exit strategy so you can try out your new tools. Now, if you're feeling that this sounds good, but it's way too much, like I said just now, just try one at a time. Just one of these. Go armed with one, with one strategy to solve one obstacle that you're fairly sure you're going to come up against. And remember, you can make things easier for yourself by how you set your goals. One of my suggestions just now, remember, was instead of you know, drinking two cocktails, just drink the one and then you can still drink the wine, right? Just try one little thing. That's one obstacle you're going to focus on. So then you get a small win. When that happens, you are going to see that this approach works, right? You're going to see that by doing some planning, by looking at the obstacles and deciding how you're going to handle them in advance, that you control things. You can make the changes. You can be responsible. If you're still unsure about this, if you are shaking your head at me, I want you to think about the experience you are going to have. Because there's the time before the event, there's the event itself, and there's the moment after the event. I want you to consider the difference between if you go in with no plan, right? If you just go in because you maybe think it's just too hard, it's too convoluted, too boring, too difficult. If you go in just crossing your fingers, for instance, that Jenny won't be there with the cocktails, if you just hope you can do it, how does that feel? Right? Versus if you go to the event with a plan and you're prepared for just that one obstacle, right? how you're going to respond to Jenny and the cocktail request, how does that feel? Right? Because how we feel about our ability to follow through is so important because it impacts the conversation we have with ourselves. It impacts how we see ourselves, what we think we are capable of, how we make progress, because momentum is built one win at a time. And you can create that for yourself by tackling obstacles one at a time. This is simple. This is easy. This is completely 100% doable. And the brilliant thing is you can do this whether you're just popping down the pub with your husband on a Friday or if you're going to a wedding, right? You can plan this stuff. So in summary, I really, really want you to see that obstacles are not a problem. And I even want you to celebrate that your obstacles are so hard grained that they're so much part of the habit because that makes it so much easier to spot them. And if you can spot something 
You can have a strategy to overcome it. You can be dealing with it consciously. You're not kind of just helplessly flailing around, mindlessly drinking, wondering what on earth is going on here. And then when you can do this, notice the obstacle, define a strategy, put it into practice, learn, repeat. And really all you have to do is repeat, repeat, repeat until it gets easier, until you have overcome your obstacles so often that they never trouble you again. All right, that's it for this week. And please don't forget to get on my email list so that you get to learn about my Black Friday deals. You are not going to want to miss this. The number of deals I'm offering is limited and it's only for a limited amount of time as well. So go to 90dayslater.co forward slash kickstart to sign up. So you're going to get the information as soon as I release it. In the meantime, if you have any questions, you can reach me at Anna at 90dayslater.co and I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.